Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You are listening to Lattes and Legends, and this is Misty. Hey, guys. It is another... Sunny day in southwestern Colorado. I am here having a vanilla latte from my favorite bakery. And I'm going to tell you all about Hollywood Cemetery today. First, I wanted to take a minute to say thank you for everyone that's been listening. We are now found on Anchor, Spotify, and Pocket Casts. I'm just waiting on some approvals for other podcasting sites and we'll be on there too. I'm stoked. I will go ahead and give you my sources for today. TheLineup.com, ColonialGhost.com, Richmond.com, HollywoodCemetery.org, Atlas Obscura, and good old Wikipedia. They're so on top of things. Guys, if you donate to anything, donate to Wikipedia. They're amazing. Uh, I also found a blogger from Richmond. Um, and it's called Richmond on the James blog. It's on WordPress. It is rotj.wordpress.com. They have a lot of interesting information about Richmond and about hauntings of Richmond and things of that nature. Stuff that we love. Anyway, let's dive into Hollywood Cemetery because it's pretty amazing. Okay. Pardon my clicks. My notes are not written down. They're on my computer. So if that gets super annoying, I'm really sorry. It's all I got to work with right now. All right. So Hollywood Cemetery is located on 421 South Cherry Street in Richmond, Virginia. There are millions of people that go to see it every day, every year. I don't know. I don't know the count. I know I would go there two or three times a week and just hang because it's so serene. It's so peaceful. Just what a cemetery should be. All right. So the Gothic landscape is gorgeous. The name of the cemetery came from the holly trees in the landscape. It was designed in about 1847 and opened in 1849, which was about 
12-ish years before the Civil War, which super came in handy because there are so many Confederate or Civil War veterans buried in the cemetery, um, which that will lead us to our urban legend, number one. All right, so the cemetery is about 135 acres. There's some super famous people buried in it. James Monroe, John Tyler, and Jefferson Davis. There is a super, um, super cool monument dedicated to these presidents that are buried there. It's really magical. All right. And then there's a 90-foot stone pyramid that looms over the 18,000 enlisted Confederate soldiers' graves. Two Confederate generals are buried in the cemetery, J.E.B. Stewart and George Pickett. And Hollywood Cemetery is known for just the amazing artwork, the tombstones, the headstones. It baffles me how the stonework in the cemetery looks. It's just gorgeous. All right, so let's talk about this pyramid. All right, so in, after the Civil War, um, there was a lot, a lot going on in Richmond. Um, so the, there was a women's group in Richmond that decided that they wanted to make or have made a monument to the Civil War dead. The designer was Charles Henry Dimmick. He was also in the Civil War. He was a Confederate soldier. I think he became captain. Uh, I'm not sure, but all the websites I said hinted that he became the captain of some battalion in the Civil War. Again, I'm not a historian. I've just done internet research, so that's what I've gathered from reading. All right. Um, the dedication to the pyramid was in 1869. The first stone was laid in 1868. So this pyramid took exactly a year to make. All right, so it's 90 feet tall. It's made with large, large blocks of James River granite, and the blocks were stacked up without any bonding. So it the pyramid is built overlooking the section of the cemetery. That's the soldier section. Again, I said it's a monument for the 18,000 enlisted men that were buried in the cemetery. And unfortunately, only about, where's my number? Like 11,000 of those soldiers were never identified. So if that tells you anything about what happened to their bodies and, you know, lack of DNA research back then and just overall conditions were not like they are now for finding out who these soldiers were. So, like I said, the pyramid took a year to build. There were quite a few accidents during the building of this pyramid. Some sources I found said there were lots of injuries, and then some say there were a few deaths. So it seemed that this pyramid was a bit cursed when it was being built. Um, and we all know what happens when things are, quote, cursed. Um, 
Dun, dun, dun. All right, so Thomas Stanley is known for putting the final capstone into place on this pyramid. He climbed up all the way to the top, put it on, and done. Thomas Stanley, though, was a convict, and he was working with the construction crew. So a lot of stories I read said that as soon as he put that final capstone into place, he climbed back down, and they were set free. Others don't even mention it, so... Not really sure what happened to that guy. But thanks for putting that final piece into place, buddy. So the plaque at the pyramid reads, a memorial to the Confederate women of Virginia. The legislature of Virginia, huh, oh, sorry, solicited and the ladies of the Hollywood Memorial Association with the United Daughters of the Confederacy placed in perpetual care this section were buried 18,000 Confederate soldiers. So these women raised $18,000 to build this pyramid. Doesn't seem like too much money for, for now. Probably a pyramid like this would cost millions to build. I don't know, but yeah, way to go, ladies. All right, so... Um, there are definitely legends of and about the pyramid. So one of the legends I have read has to do with our good old friend, Mr. Stanley, who put that final capstone on. In a book called True Richmond Stories, the author retold the placement by Thomas Stanley. And... It went something like this. And thus, it was that a horse thief came to be working on the gang for Demick's Pyramid. The knots in the hoisting rope were tied too close to the top, and the stone wouldn't go past them. Stanley poured water over the ropes, causing them to shrink the needed inches. Then, as a breathless crowd watched, the prisoner put himself between the mass of the hanging rock and the pyramid that righted the stone to its seat. Then there's another quote from this book from another onlooker that says, in the release box of his prison schedule, the simple pencil and notation reads, transferred. There's no mention of where or when. And basically there's this whole romantic notion that the warden opened up the gate and told Stanley to go and never come back. All right, so that is legend number one of the pyramid. Legend number two goes a little something like this. Hey, think about it. A graveyard, cemetery, what have you. And there's a giant pyramid built that overlooks a section of graves. What do you think is going to happen when you disturb ground where there's resting spirits or restless souls. Yep, you guessed it, hearing things. So many visitors and onlookers in the cemetery have heard whispers coming from the pyramid. Many people have reported feeling this super icy cold burst of air when they get close to it. Because 11,000 of these 18,000 dead have never been identified, some people say that these are restless spirits. And the pyramid itself is this 
spectral loop that causes the energy to be felt and these souls are just kind of hanging out. Um, and then people reported they, they heard these moans and screams and felt the burst of air at dusk and dawn. So I'm just going to finish this up and give my two cents. Um, when I was in Richmond, hey, guess what? I did go to the pyramid. I did take gazillions of pictures. And, you know, I never really felt this so-called burst of air. But I did feel this sense of uneasiness, uh, which I feel like I'm super open to that stuff. But, I mean, I think if you ever go to a cemetery, you already have this idea that you're going to be uneasy, that you're going to feel something because, hey, you're in a cemetery. And, you know, what else could you feel other than just people um, or souls, rather, floating around? But, again, if you have been to this part of the cemetery and you have felt stuff or seen stuff or heard stuff, dude, I would love to hear about it. Did I mention my email is lattesandlegends at gmail.com? <laughs> so let's move on. And I'm going to try to segue the best way that I know how, but there's not really a good way. Um, and we're going to talk about another spot in the cemetery that amazes me. So it is called the Iron Dog of the Cemetery. Um, or the Black Dog or... I don't know. There's so many names for this thing, but it's an iron dog. But first we're going to talk about the urban legend of the black dog. So if you have watched, I think it's supernatural or listened to the Led Zeppelin song or heard any stories about a black dog, you know what I'm talking about. There's also, what's that book? The Hounds of Baskervilles. There's that story that apparently was um, inspired by ghostly black dogs. So here we go. Wikipedia, our good, good friend, says that a black dog basically is a demonic entity that is found in folklore. Um, it comes from the British Isles, from what Wikipedia tells me, and the black dog is a nocturnal apparition. Some people call it a shapeshifter. Some people say it's associated with the devil. It's a ghost. Or it's one of those pesky hellhounds that drags you to hell. And when you see one, apparently it's regarded as death. So Grim Reaper, Black Dog, hellhounds, they apparently have this same general feel to them. It's supposedly larger than a normal dog. And guess what? Its eyes are glowing. So I'm sorry. If I saw that, I would run for the hills. Some people say it's um, associated with electrical storms. And people have associated it with selling your soul at a crossroads. And so if you sell your soul to the devil at a crossroads, apparently instead of the devil coming to get you, it is a hellhound or a black dog. Um, it's been all over mythology, lots of European mythology. 
like things like that. Um, man, when you look at how many places hellhounds have been mentioned or black dogs, it's crazy. So I'll touch on a few. Let's see. England. There apparently is Black Dog Hill. And some buildings and castles say that they are haunted by black dogs. Where else? Where else? Man, there's a lot of European places, and I don't want to um, get on that too much. Okay, let's hit on Cornwall really fast. So it says a black dog is said to wrestle with people. Um, it haunts one of the main roads in Cornwall. Scotland has a few appearances of a black dog, Wales, Isle of Man, even Latin America. Um, in Latin America, black dogs with fiery eyes have been reported throughout Mexico, Argentina. Uh, do, 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 do. United States. Let's talk about the United States. Um, in Connecticut, there's a legend of a small black dog. The dog is said to haunt the Hanging Hills. And the story also talks about Bridgewater Triangle. Uh, so I've decided I'll touch on some of those on future episodes. So let's get into the Black Dog of Richmond. Or the Black Dog of Hollywood Cemetery. All right, so Hollywood Cemetery. There are different versions of this story um, and different, like the names of the child who's buried at the spot have all changed. So I'm just going to touch on the different versions of this story. This is a really well-known monument in the cemetery. In fact, it's one of the first ones I tried to find because I'd heard this story. Oh, dude, this is awesome. So, there is a cast iron Newfoundland dog that stands guard over a grave. It is famous because it's a curiosity. It is more famous than the actual person that's buried in the grave because of all of the stories. So the Valentine Richmond History Center tried to clear a bunch of this stuff up with the names, um, but still things are kind of up in the air. So the one thing that they are certain about is there's a female toddler that's buried there. Her last name is Rees, R-E-E-S. And at least three first names have been used for this child. Florence, Elizabeth, or Bernadine. Most people say Bernadine is the most likely name for Little Miss Rees. She died of a childhood disease in 1862, and she was not even three years old. A lot of people say it's scarlet fever, but again, that's not completely, um, we're not completely sure about that. So Walter Griggs Jr., has written many books and articles about Hollywood Cemetery, and he's one of the sources that we found when we wrote our book, Images of America, Richmond Cemeteries. Plug, plug, plug. It can be found on Amazon. Anyway, so he 
talked about the area where she's buried in the 2006 Richmond Guide. So he said that it's known as Black Dog Hill. And point number one he made was it moved to the graves. It was moved to the grave, grave site to keep it from being melted down to make bullets. During the time when the child was buried, you know, it was a desperate time. People would find anything to melt down to make bullets. And so there was a mention that the dad moved it there because he didn't want um, it destroyed. The Iron Dog's owner remembered how much the girl liked to play with the statue. So he gave it to her family to guard her grave. That's point number two. So <clears throat> with that point, it was said that this iron dog was outside a pharmacy that the little girl would walk by or her parents would walk by daily. And she just had to get down and pet it. Um, and that's why it was said that the owner wanted to put it with her grave. Again, this is speculation. Because also, the family was known to own the Iron Dog, and they placed it on the memorial to their child. But there's other stories. One of the stories came from the Richmond Times Dispatch in the archives, and it said, some local historians think Marie's father was simply preserving a family treasure in hard times. The Confederate government was confiscating cast iron from families during the Civil War. Even at the local churches, with the exception of First Baptist Church on Monument and Boulevard, gave up their church bells during the war years. <laughs> okay, so another plot twist that many people were like, no, that's not true at all. Say that the Iron Dog came from Petersburg, Virginia. Um, but again, there's no proof of anybody that owned it. So the Iron Dog was kept at a pharmacy that the apparently the Rees ran this pharmacy. I'm not sure. And they brought it to Hollywood Cemetery. Again, we don't know a lot about this, so we're just going to speculate. But the real story is that this iron dog watches over the child's grave. And an interesting twist on this legend is that it moves. Oh. Didn't see that coming, did you? So, the cast iron dog of Hollywood Cemetery is also known as the guardian dog. So, like I said, this is the one of the first things I wanted to find in Hollywood Cemetery because I had heard this story. All right, so, here's the deal. Because the child loved the dog so much, it is sad that when you go up to her cemetery or her gravesite, the dog is watching you. Many people have taken pictures of the dog and it's looking towards her gravesite. Other people have taken pictures of the dog when they've walked off and the dog is looking towards them. So, 
I did not notice a change in the dog's head or eyes when I walked by it, but it definitely seemed creepy and it definitely seems like something that people could conjure up in their mind. Oh, it moved. Oh, it's not in the same spot. There are definitely other cast iron dogs in the cemetery. So maybe because the cemetery is so huge, maybe like, oh, it's her grave. Look, it moved. And it was really just a different dog. I don't know. Um, but still, nonetheless, it's a super cool story. And I think some more research could be done into it, especially about who owns the cast iron dog or things like that. Um, so, yeah, um, tell me your thoughts. Again, I'm at latesandlegends.com. And I wanted to kind of self-plug and say that this episode is sponsored by Passion Flower Beauty, which is my sister company to this podcast. Um, If you need bath bombs or lotions or soaps, hey, guess what? I make those and you should get them at www.passionflowerbeauty.com. Hey, I'm probably going to be making some soaps today after I record this episode. Um, so next week, I'm going to tell you about other things I'm going to talk about. I decided to move on and not focus on Richmond, Virginia, because I can only plug my book so much. And there's so many urban legends that come from there that you will definitely hear some more. So moving on next week to one of my other favorite cities, Nashville, Tennessee. And we're going to talk about, hmm, what am I going to talk about? I think I might touch on Sadie Baker and Concord Cemetery and something called the White Screamer. So if those things appeal to you, please be sure to tune in. And I want to let you guys know that we are on Facebook. We have a page. Not too much has been done with it yet, but I'm adding that to my to-do list. So Lattes and Legends on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Lattes and Legends. We are on Instagram. Lattes and Legends. And I am still working on the website. www.lattesandlegends.com It says it's under construction. And um, it'll be up soon. When I can find some time to finish it. And also... I'm getting some coffee mugs made, so we're about to have some merchandise. If you want camping coffee coffee mugs, let me know. If you want travel mugs, if you want ceramic mugs, um, I'll have them soon. So I just wanted to say thank you again for listening. And enjoying my babbling and enjoying my coffee drinking. So I'll talk to you guys next time. I hope everyone has an awesome week. I'm trying to upload these every Sunday. So, yeah. Thanks, guys. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.